0: When you start graduating up to other things, like when you start doing your first flip or doing your first rental, you're going to do things that are very uncomfortable, and you have to get used to that because by you being uncomfortable, you're stretching out and you're growing as a person as a investor.
1: Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker today's sponsor and partner. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going.
2: Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Emilio Bassa. Emilio, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, Theo. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good as well. Thanks for asking, and thanks for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. A little about Emilio. He is a full-time real estate investor with six years of experience. He has five rentals, two flips, and over 30 wholesales under his belt. He is based in Detroit, Michigan, and his website is quickpropertysolutions.co. So, Emilio, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? Absolutely. I've been doing it for six years. When I started,
0: I primarily was strictly wholesaling. And when I first started, I'd say six years, but to be honest, the first two to three years, I was doing it part-time because I was always doing other businesses. I did web design. I was also a musician in the Detroit area, so I was still doing gigs and things like that. So, I really was doing wholesaling just to try it out. And just to do a part-time. And then just over the years, I just started realizing that I kind of took to it really quickly. And I think I did my first deal in probably after learning wholesaling, I did my first deal in four to five months. It wasn't like a big deal. For me at the time, it was a lot. It was a $1,000 assignment. I started doing wholesaling. And then what I started doing was I started gradually trying other investing methods like rentals and flips. And I'm actually doing my first note this year. And just trying different strategies, but the core of everything has always been wholesaling for me.
2: How many wholesales are you doing per year, or per month, or whatever frequency you want to say? It really depends. Consistently, I'm doing three, four a month right now.
0: I think in December and January, I think I did six a month. So it it comes and goes. I think with the COVID thing too, we kind of slowed down a little bit. But
2: sure. So what's your preferred method for finding? these deals to wholesale?
0: Funny enough, 70 to 80% of my business was actually joint ventures. In my market, you got to be careful with some wholesalers because some of them are kind of shady, you know, and they kind of try and steal the contract from underneath you. But I've always been somebody really easy to do business with. And I always worked really hard to get a deal sold. So a lot of the times people just started bringing me deals and then more and more, I guess word got out because people just started reaching out to me. So I wanted to say, The last two quarters of last year, almost all my deals for joint ventures. I focus on band signs, joint ventures, direct mail. That's been trailing off. I don't really do cold calling. And then lately I've been doing text blasting, which has been working phenomenal, actually.
2: So I definitely want to talk about the texting, but I want to circle back to the JV. So you said that people are bringing you deals. Yeah. Um, So what does that look like? They're coming to your house. They're calling you up. How do they know who you are? They they just to call walk me up, that.
0: Yeah, they just call me up. So what I do is whenever I have a deal, I put it on every social media platform you can think of. And then people reach out to me. And then when people reach out to me, I'll just ask, are you a cash buyer? Are you a wholesaler? And most of the time, people, well, I'm a wholesaler looking for deals for my client. And then I really just kick it with them and just talk about their business and how their wholesale deals are going. And then I just pretty much say, hey, I'm growing my buyers list. And I'm very transparent. I'm fair. I'm easy to do deals with. And then I really just pitched the pros of doing deals with me, which that's pretty much it. Everybody works hard together to get the deal done and people just like doing deals with me. So people just started bringing me deals to this day. The one deal that I were closing on now, it's three houses, on land contracts. That came to me from another investor that I did a wholesale deal with. They're actually his houses and we're doing that deal together right now. So a tip for a lot of people too, is if you're trying to build your wholesaling business, whenever you see We Buy Houses signs in the road, I read somewhere some people take those signs and they take them out and they throw them in the trash. I call all those signs and then I just say, hey, are you a wholesaler? Because I'm a wholesaler and a buyer. So I call all those signs. And then a lot of the times you can find some really good people.
2: Nice. So basically you're networking with other wholesalers so that a wholesaler brings you a deal and then you'll put it on social media and then another wholesaler will reach out and yeah. then you'll kind of JV together to yeah. sell that deal. Okay, just I just want to make sure I have that right. So is it just 50-50 split of the assignment no. fee?
0: It depends on what the deal is. So that's the thing. It's like when you're doing a deal, you just be transparent with everybody. Whoever has it in the first position, you just say, hey, how much you have it under contract for? And if they trust you and they want to do deals with you, they'll tell you. At the end of the day, I'll tell them, I don't care how much you make. You could be making 20 grand, 30 grand. If I make two, then I make two. But if it's a good deal and I can find a buyer, then that's what it is. Because some people won't, tell me. And then some people, I want 10 and I'll take nothing less. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, I'll try and do this and I'll try and work the deal this way. And then what you do is I have a JV agreement. And what I used to do was either splits or I had two contracts. One was a 50-50 split or the other one, I add my fees on top. And usually that worked out pretty well until sometimes with some deals, I've had up to six wholesalers on one deal. So, definitely, it was a daisy chain, that's for sure, because one guy had it, and then another guy told me about it, so he wanted to cut. And then I told another guy about it, who told somebody else, and that somebody else brought the buyer. Oh, man. (laughs) I know, it was a big mess. So, the way I work it out in my JV contract, I literally have six blank lines, and then I put down everyone's LLC. And then next to the LLC, you write the amount down, and then at the bottom, it says total, and then everyone has to sign it. So, then when you take that agreement, you send it to the title company. There's two ways you could do it. Everyone could get paid straight out of the settlement statement or one person can take the lump sum check and then pay everybody out. But that takes a lot of trust. A lot of people won't do that. They rather would be on the settlement statement on the HUD and get paid out that way. But particularly, I don't like doing daisy chains, but sometimes some deals, that's what happens. (laughs) It just unfolds that way. If you have a deal and no one else is buying, but this one guy found a buyer, but it's not his buyer. It's another one's buyer. At the end of the day, I'm like, dude, let's work it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so it sounds like it's pretty negotiable, right? It's kind of like what it people is. want. And... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The tricky okay. thing is is that
0: when you're dealing with two people like me and another wholesaler, our values pretty much match up. Everybody just wants to do a smooth deal. No one gets too greedy, things like that. And then the more people you add, the more personalities you add. So sometimes somebody actually might get really greedy. And then if you get one person that kind of messes up and messes up the deal, that that's where it could kind of derail the deal. But for the most part, especially when they start finding out how many people are involved, there's not a lot of meat on the bone, but everyone wants to get a deal done. So let's get it done. Sure. So let's transition
2: to talking about the mass tech stick you do. So yeah. walk us through that.
0: I just started doing it. I probably doing it for two months now. And I'm not going to lie. I pay about $3.50 a bandit sign. And I used to put them on myself. But now I got one guy that delivers them for me. So I pay him three bucks. So my cost per banded sign is usually $6.50, $7 a sign. So my response rate was, let's say 10, 15%. And sometimes I get some pretty good deals. But with text blasting, it's 20 cents a text. And you could send out a thousand texts. And if you just get one deal, the cost per lead is extremely, extremely low. So you're spending $200 to close out on a contract as opposed to doing like a band sign or direct mail. Let's see. I'm closing one today and that was from a text blast from four weeks ago. I closed one two
2: weeks ago. That was also from a text. Are these texts to wholesalers or are these to the actual buyer? Oh, sorry sorry. No, actual but sellers.
0: You, the tricky thing is, is for text blasting wholesalers, a lot of them are already on my email blast. So if ever I need a deal, I'll either just send out an email blast and just say, hey, wholesalers, anybody got a deal that you're looking to sell? Reach out to me. Or when I call people on the bandit signs, they'll say, hey, what's your name? And then his name's Jason. I'll put in Jason dash wholesaler. So if ever I need a deal, I literally go on my iPhone, type in wholesaler, and maybe like 50 wholesalers pop up. And I just text them all the same message. I just copy and paste it. And I say, hey, I need a deal. What do you got? And I paste it to 50 wholesalers. And you'll get a deal by the end of the day for sure. <laughs>
2: nice. So for the 20 cents per text, though. That's to the people- seller. Because you're trying to find a deal to put in our contract. So how are you getting their numbers? Is this like a service that does it all for you? Who are you targeting? Walk us through that.
0: So I just started using PropStream. Oh, sorry. What's it called? PropStream.
2: PropStream. Okay. Yep.
0: So PropStream is a software where um, you could look up different lists. So as a wholesaler or as an investor, your best deals come from motivated sellers. So what you want to do is instead of targeting a blanket area, let's say you figure out one county's got 80,000 leads or 80,000 people that own... Homes, But then what you want to do is you want to find the motivated list out of there. So there's either pre-foreclosures, there's bankruptcies, divorces, things like that. So with PropStream, what you could do is you could type in a county or a city, and then you could start adding different attributes to filter down to your criteria of what you're looking for. So you could target specific lists. So you could target absentee owners is a really popular one. So you could do absentee owners. And then what you could do is you could filter down by if you only buy three bedrooms and up. So you could filter that. An important one that I do is I get rid of all the LLCs. I do individual owners only. So that filters out a lot of LLCs. And then what you'll do is you'll get a list at the end of it. And then what you could do is you could export that list. And then what I do is I take that list and you could either skip trace it in PropStream, but whatever text blasting service you use. And there's a ton of them. I think there's one called Roar. There's one called Sherpa. There's batch leads. You could take that list and then you could put it in your text blasting software and then you just start sending it out and then see who's
2: interested. So you're having a lot of success with that. You've done two deals so far. What was the assignment feeds on those?
0: One was 15 and this other one was a double close.
2: It's five. How quickly are you able to get these deals in their contracts after someone reaches out to you? Is it pretty quick? Is it like that day?
0: Nah, um, or it does depends. it require a little it more work? It depends on their
2: motivation and it depends on their
0: situation. Ideally, I would love to get it under contract after the first call. But a lot of the times, sellers, some of them might be motivated, but they're not really motivated to close that day. So a lot of the times you really have to work a lead by just following up with them and then just building that rapport. Like I got a deal right now, it's in Warren, Michigan. And the lady, I probably called her four or five times. And really all it is, it's just like you're catching up with her to see how things are going. And one thing that I've changed this year is I actually learned wholesaling from a few people, but the one that it's honestly is like my mentor and my largest influencer is Sean Terry. So a lot of people, if they know Sean Terry, that's the Flip2Freedom students. With Sean Terry, he's a really good salesman. I don't wanna say it's the hard sell, but when he goes into an appointment, he's leaving with a signed contract. That's goal. And a lot of the times if somebody isn't terribly motivated or they're in a situation where they're kind of getting to that point, there's no point in trying to do a hard sell. And what I'm doing lately is I'm actually not trying to do a hard sell. If listing it with an agent might be better for them, I actually don't think I'm a right buyer for you. I actually think an agent is better for you. Have you tried being an agent. Have you ever tried doing this or tried doing that? And what happens is, is that whenever you start suggesting them other options and you buying it, because they're on a pre foreclosure list, they're used to people bombarding them, trying to really pitch them to sell that day. So when they talk to somebody that honestly says, I don't think I'm a right buyer for you, it kind of puts their guard down and they could start talking to you as if you're not trying to sell the house. You're really just giving them your honest opinion. They appreciate the transparency more than somebody that's just looking for that person that's truly motivated. Because I think some wholesalers, if they're not truly motivated, they'll literally probably just walk away from the deal. But a lot of the times, if you just build that rapport and you're there and you call them up and just see how things are going, they appreciate that more than somebody just trying to buy their house.
2: Okay, Emilio, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say
0: be uncomfortable, which means... I talk to a lot of newer investors and a lot of them, they're making that first call or they're doing their first walkthrough. And sometimes I know a ton of them that have a bunch of calls that they have to make and they just stare at the phone or bandit signs. They have to put out a bandit sign. And I was just talking to somebody the other day, they ordered 50 bandit signs and they were ready to go. And then they went out that night and literally they didn't do it. And a month later, the bandit signs are still in their garage, just sitting there. So that's the thing, it's be comfortable with being uncomfortable because when you start off with one thing like wholesaling, wholesaling is to me the, I don't want to say kindergarten, like the elementary, it's like the basics of real estate investing. So what you're going to do is you get out of your comfort zone and then when you start graduating up to other things, like when you start doing your first flip or doing your first rental, you're going to do things that are very uncomfortable and you have to get used to that because by you being uncomfortable, you're stretching out and you're growing as a person, as an investor.
2: Okay, ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, do it. Okay, first a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash joe. To get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin show with Ola Dantas discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at ww.dwellin N.com forward slash show. That's D W E L L Y N com Okay,
2: Amelia, what is the best ever book you've recently read? A book by Gina Whitman
0: called Traction. That's a really, really good book. I just started it. I haven't finished it, but it's a really good book about scaling out your business and trying to put a team together and creating a vision for your business. And it's just been a great book
2: so far. If your business were to collapse to date, what would you do next?
0: I'll be honest. I probably would start the same business <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would just start another
0: business name. That or I was a musician before. So if I could try and make money as a musician, I might go back to that.
2: Tell me about your best wholesale deal with the biggest assignment fee. Kind of walk us through how you found it, who you sold it to, things like that. Well, I got to their
0: tied. My biggest one was in Detroit. It was a double close. We made about 26 on that one. That came off of a bandit sign lead. And that was an amazing deal because... I didn't even have to negotiate the price. He said his price and I was just like, holy crap, that's a really good price. So I was just like, I'll meet you there tomorrow. And he met me up there, I built the rapport. It took him um, a week to sign it, but that was a pretty good one. But I think honestly, one of my favorite deals, my best deal that I remember was I do virtual wholesaling too. And I was doing deals out in Washington over by Seattle. And I wasn't doing houses, I was doing vacant land. And I remember I just bought the course on how to do virtual wholesaling land. And then three months later, this deal pops up and that one was a $20,000 assignment for virtual wholesaling.
2: What is the best ever way you like to give back?
0: I give a lot of advice over the phone. I don't really mentor, but I get a lot of wholesalers that are new to the industry. And I love to just talk to them about how to grow their business, any advice I could give. Oh, plus I also have a YouTube channel where i cover detroit real estate investing it's youtube.com quick property solutions all one word and i i also look out for out-of-state investors that are buying in detroit because a lot of them get burned or get the money stolen or something like that so i created a youtube channel and i'm starting to give advice on that channel as well
2: and then lastly what's the best ever place to reach you
0: probably just reach out to me i think the youtube I'm very active on YouTube. So if anybody was interested, they could go on there and leave a comment or just go to my website, quickpropertysolutions.co or the YouTube, which is the backslash Quick Solutions. I'm on Instagram too and Facebook. So they could pretty much find
2: me anywhere. Well, thanks for joining us, Emilio. I really enjoyed our conversation. Lots of interesting takeaways. I definitely like your mindset. It seems like you go against what most other wholesalers do, which is helping you be successful. So a few of the things I pulled from this was I liked how you mentioned how some wholesalers see a bayonet sign. They want to yank it out of the ground and throw it in the trash, light it on fire. Oh my God. Whereas you know, for you, you actually call them up because yes. you found a lot of success doing joint ventures with wholesalers. So it's kind of like 70 to 80% of your deals have been JVs. You yep. put your deals on social media and you have people reaching out to you that actually happen to be wholesalers. And those are people that you'll do deals with. You also mentioned that you do text blasting to kind of walk us through that and why it's got a much lower cost per lead. You said that you use a prop stream as a software, you talked about how to create the list, make sure you're targeting a specific county, find a motivated sellers list, like pre foreclosures, delinquencies, divorces, absentee owners, you can filter by a number of bedrooms. You've personally filtered out all the LLCs. You only want to target individual users. Then you export that list into the text blasting software that will send text messages to all those people. I also liked how you said whenever a wholesaler calls you from like one of your bandit signs or whatever, you'll save their name in your phone as wholesaler. So whenever you need a deal or you have a deal, you just have your own kind of customized text blast with your cell phone. You just blast all the wholesalers in your phone. You also mentioned that when you're talking to them, you don't do the hard sale. Instead, you kind of just build rapport and be honest, even if that means that you believe you have the best option for them. And by doing that, you found that they open up a lot more and are willing to work with you a lot more. And then lastly, your best ever advice, which was to be uncomfortable. And he gave a lot of examples about that. So Emilio, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Best ever listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.